I'm Leslie Torres. And I'm Bronna Marks. And together we co-host West Coast Mix and Bounce. For all things West Coast NBA. That's right. We cover the Lakers, Clippers, Warriors, and yes, the Kings and the Suns. When there's something good to talk about. We have a new and fun episode every two weeks where we break down the craziest headlines in the NBA that pertain to the West Coast teams. We are such a niche podcast that you won't find anywhere else. I mean, two girls with experience in the field talking West Coast basketball. Um, yeah, you want to listen. This is West Coast Mix and Bounce brought to you by LAFB Network. Hi guys, welcome back to West Coast Mix and Bounce. I'm Brana, and I'm here with Leslie. And we have a lot to catch up on. Um, obviously the NBA world has been spinning, but so have our own individual worlds, but we're, we're back and super excited to uh, round out the season for you guys. The NBA finals start on June 1st. None of our teams made it. Very disappointing, <laughs> but we will talk all the reasons why and what we're going to expect over the summer. And then obviously the WNBA season just started. So we have to like shout out our women's sports. Um, but yeah, we're here. And first we're going to chat. Well, we're going to talk about each team. First, we could start with the Kings, which were one of the first teams to be eliminated. Um, obviously we have clapped up the Kings this whole postseason because 16 year drought is over. They really gave the Warriors uh, a tough, tough competition all the way to game seven. Um, Leslie, how do you feel about the Kings ending their season in the way that they did? You know what? I'm going to take it as a very positive season. They did not go all the way. That's cool. They the drought which is already something amazing for the franchise amazing for the team they i'm gonna just take it as a positive this is not a losing season whatsoever they finish at the top or near the top what and i just yeah i this is a positive thing for them they only have up they can only move up from here all right. They do have some off-season moves that I think they have to kind of make sure they hit so they can continue towards this towards this like little mountain going up. Um, that includes, you know, free agents are going to come and go. There's some key free agents that I think they need to kind of resign and keep one of them being Harrison Barnes. Uh, they got to make sure they have they keep Sabonis happy and on the Kings because he's been really key for them. Malik Monk has been a great player. I think he's still with them, so no problem there. But just kind of retaining those few players that actually made the difference, that actually made the push to be to, to head into this season, I think that's what needs to be done for them. I also think, and just, you know, not I don't even know yet, but if they're going to be a tough competitor in the West, it's clear that the Nuggets are the team to be. To be. <laughs> so they need to start coming up with a plan. Maybe it's too early, but it's never too early. They need to start coming up with a plan to kind of um, stop Jokic, <laughs> if it's even possible. So I feel like a big, another big, somebody that can help Sabonis out in the paint is much needed yeah. in the offseason. But besides that, like to, if I were to like resume their like no recap their season it's totally a positive it's totally a win some minor yeah. moves that need to be done in the offseason that is possible for the kings and i wouldn't put it past them to be in, in top five next season what are your thoughts brana because i just <laughs> <laughs> well obviously i definitely agree <laughs> with what you have to say i mean i think like, we're yeah, all that yes all yeah that, all yes. that <laughs> Definitely. Uh, just obviously a, a few things to add. Um, their GM, Monty McNair, was named the NBA ex Executive of the Year. So that obviously speaks to the, how well this season has went for them, how, how well these past three years have gone um, under the GM and, and the moves that they made. Uh, Mike Brown was the first ever unanimous NBA Coach of the Year. You know, hats off to him. Mm -hmm. Keegan Murray finished fifth in the Rookie of the Year vote. 
Um, and like you said, their their core, Fox, Sabonis, Monk, these were their team leaders in the postseason and then an overall in the regular season. They finished seventh in points per game in the postseason with at least 113 points per game. Um, you know, Fox was averaging 27 points, Sabonis about 16. I think we did see Sabonis struggle a little bit in this uh, in the first round through the first games. I think that's why they ultimately went to game seven because he had like a very slow start. Um, and then he kind of gained his confidence and really was able to be aggressive in the paint, rebound, shoot well. And then Monk picked up at some slack there with 19 points per game um, and 40% shooting from field goal range. So they, they have their solid core. They have a good front office. They have a solid coach. It's, it's really up. Like yes. how you said, they just have to continue it. They have to continue that confidence and obviously take into consideration who is going to be their top competitors going forward. Obviously, we could talk about the Warriors because that was really their biggest test. And the Warriors are not a championship team. I'm sure everybody's heard that quote since they've been out of the playoffs. If we weren't a championship team, like we weren't a championship team. La, 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 la. Okay, we get it. We get it. We get it. All right, fine. fine. <laughs> they started off bad um, and it really didn't get any better. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't. I, you know, I feel like we were always in that moment. Mind you all, they're the reigning champs. So we would never kind of wanted to diss them or take them out into consideration. But I feel like we were always kind of like, yeah, they're there, but you know, they're not really there. But you know, they're the reigning champs. So we want, we're not going to put it past them. But mm -hmm. in the playoffs, they, they, I don't want to say they struggled, but they, you know, the, Kings were a serious competition for them. The same thing with the Lakers. Um, the Lakers came out with a win. So I feel like they kind of figured it out there. There were some games where there was it was not cute. It was not like the blowouts no. were not pretty. But at, but the whole point of this is like, yes, they were not the team that will them be. And will they do the moves that they need to make in the offseason to make them that championship team that they once were. I feel like sometimes with the Warriors, like, we live in the past with them. Yes. It's just like, yes, we remember. We remember what y'all did. We remember, like, you know, the dynasty kind of vibes. And not to shit on them or anything, but, like, yes, <laughs> time passes. <laughs> time passes. That's not y'all. Things change. Things change. Now it's kind of like where what's gonna happen with Draymond, what's gonna happen with Clay. This offseason is gonna get a little bit murky for them, and especially where you know their main front office guy, Bob Myers. There's like rumors that he's not gonna come back, that he's looking to go somewhere else. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of looking like messy. Very. I love the mess. I love the mess. I love the you drama. know we're here for the drama. And we said, we said in, in past episodes, you know, that if they didn't come out of this further into the postseason, then that this was going to be a rebuild year for them. And yeah. ultimately, you know, they are living in the past. They they want to keep their, their people that they've had for all this time and all their, you know, legendary players. Kerr came out and said, you know, if we don't have Draymond sign again. We're not a championship team, but I'm kind of like, are you jumping to conclusions? Because he was also the reason why y'all weren't a championship team this year. Or because why they got so messy so early, like the whole Jordan Poole Draymond situation, like that started early. And they never got over that. And if your head coach is saying that, it, it's kind of, you know, it's like a double edged sword. Is like, yes, he can help us win championships, but he can also like take away our chance to lose championships, to win championships. So, yeah. you know, what is the risk reward with that kind of situation? And Draymond is very vocal. So he's already come out and said all his piece and all the things he wants to say on well, all his he's gonna, platforms. He's going to make his choice on his podcast, you know. Right. That too. Like, boy, I mean, I love it. Yes, do it. Be messy. And I hope it's like, oh, I'm not resigning or like I hope yeah. it's something crazy because that's going to like blow up his podcast. Good for him. But um. I feel like, I don't know, at some point, we just got to be realistic. Like, yes, you can keep all three beautiful. If you do so, though, 
what are you you're not left with a lot of money because you're gonna have to build like give so much money out so you're gonna be left a lot and your main concern your main problem is like the lack of depth in your bench clearly absolutely if it's not curry if it's not clay or draymond like producing on the end who is it because jordan Poole kind of was really quiet in the playoffs he slacked yeah so so like then you're left with no money to build or to create depth and yes we get it you guys are known to like shape young players and turn them into like these reliable core stars or whatever but y'all don't have time <laughs> the time Not now there's no more time you need it now maybe time was like last season so i don't know i feel like they gotta be a little bit realistic and just mm-hmm. like yes if we do keep these three players well curry for sure but at, like draymond and clay we there's gonna be their money is going to be an issue. So who is going to come here and take pay cut, <laughs> maybe, yeah. you know, to play with the and Warriors? Some might, not all. No, and not and you know, on top of that, they have a player like Wiggins that they've also developed, you know, an, an all-star. He averaged 16 uh, yeah, points per game. Yeah, but, you know, it's forgettable. You're correct. The, the performance is still for, forgettable, even though he was able to contribute. He was 45% from field, field goal range. But you look at the difference between performance, like Curry, obviously, top performer, 30 points per game, that amazing 50-point uh, game in game seven, mm-hmm. and a career high for him, like very historical performance. And then the second most points on that team was Clay with 18 per points per game in the postseason. That is such a crazy range to have. <laughs> and yes. obviously Draymond with like eight points and like some defensive woos. It, it's just like there's no One balance there. <laughs> exactly. Like, whoa. And maybe like a tech and some other drama thrown in there. Um, Andre. <laughs> yeah. Andre Aguidala is retired, has retired, so he's moving on in, in his life, and he won't be with the Warriors anymore. He's had an amazing career with them. He's definitely contributed to, to their championships. Um, another thing that was super ugly about this season for the Warriors is that they finished 11 and 30 on the road. 11 yes. and 30. So hard for them to win on the road. So hard. And what? that's not something that we're used to from the Warriors or from what we know of. So it's just like, it's time to hang it up. Yeah, it <laughs> is. It's, it's time for some big changes. And, you know, to speak to the fact that Bob Myers, who has been with the team for a, over a decade now and has been through all those highs and lows and um, all those historical championships, for him to be like maybe time for me to leave that means like it may be a time for a lot of other people to leave <laughs> it's crazy because iggy was like peace out i'm done retired now bob myers is like probably like peace out so it's just like if it does happen it's just like i feel like everybody can sense it and it's just like might as well get out while you can kind of exactly absolutely absolutely but What's i think that for us well for that it does but you know during the off season you know coming into the nba draft summer league the warriors i think will be on the, on the top of our list as far as changes and expectations but on the flip side of the warriors having to deal with all that all those issues there's the clippers which i don't mm-hmm. even want to talk about but we have to it was one <laughs> team that has to rebuild <laughs> And another who I are mean, stuck in the past. I, I mean, do yes, okay. I don't know. This Kawhi and Paul George experiment is do- it's over. It's done. Four years of this. Four it's years like, of constant disappointment. I'm not even a Clippers fan, and I just wanted to be done already. Like, there's something else. Like, something has to give. There's something else that has to be made. Whether it be a trade, a free agent, free agency signing, like something has to be done. Like. Absolutely. It cannot be another year, another season with them pushing Paul George and Kawhi and them not being healthy enough to play. And then when it does come to the playoffs, it doesn't result in wins. Wins. It's just like, okay, you rested them so much for what? (laughs) For them to still lose, for them still to be injured. And they're another general manager on the West Coast also has left. He left for Washington, which is not even like 
an amazing franchise. Hopefully he can do something better with them, but he'll be taking over. Uh, Michael Winger will be taking over for the Wizards and the W team, the Mystics. So even he has decided I'm done watching this. I don't want to be a part of it anymore. It's too much. And I will leave and go rebuild somewhere else with more potential. Because <laughs> it's just like, like what is going on? Like I feel like this is really the moment for them to, to start over, start fresh, start new because it's just not working. It's not working. Uh, yeah, a quiet tour. I don't plan. No. <laughs> I don't think anybody does, and that's the issue because they put so much money and faith and and just like effort into Paul George and Kawhi working. They refuse to give up on that, and it, it it's becoming very stubborn at this point. Again, I always say, like I always bring up these stat lines, but it's very important because obviously they're looking at the numbers too. So this season they played 38 games together, which is probably the most that they've played together since they've and since they signed together over. for. It's still low for a 82 game season or whatever. You're paying. You're playing. <laughs> under 40% of the season together, 142 games overall over the four years that they have played together. But within that, their record is 96 and 46. So they have a little above a 500 like percent winage, like when they're both on the floor together. And I understand there's so much potential in that, but there's also so much risk and loss already that has come over the last four years and so much frustration. Kwai tore his meniscus at the end of the season, which in the same knee that he tore his ACL in 2021, where he was out that full year. And then Paul George was out like the last nine games of the regular season and then didn't play in the playoffs at all. Westbrook stepped up. Um, he was averaging 23 points per game in the postseason, 41% from field goal range. So great. Norman Powell also stepped up with about 21 points and shot 47 from field goal range. They have Gordon and Plumney who are trade options, trade pieces. Oh, also for the Warriors, just thinking, because I know our West Coast teams like to switch up teams between each other. Uh, Kaminga, Moses, and Poole are on the chopping block for the Warriors. So these are just, you know, some names to, to keep note of when we go into that free agency frenzy and the trades and et cetera. But it's just like the Clippers really don't have a lot to change up they would have to give up one of their big names that they've they continually say we're we're committed to them they're not leaving when they're healthy it's great da 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 whatever <laughs> I think you said it perfectly like we're still stuck on the hope and the aspirations of what they could be and it's like yes we gave it the first season the second the third past the fourth and fifth season like there's no more hope and aspiration it's like it's done yeah. I don't know who you're trying to sell this little dream to, but it's over. Um, little dream is right. <laughs> it's like we, it was big in the beginning. Yes, we like we all bought into it. The new two in the late, da, 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 da. and it's just like, it's, it's like they have not yeah. produced the product to, for us to continue to feed into it. And it's just like, y'all need to start all over. The only positive, probably, from the playoffs was Russell Westbrook kind of redeemed yep. himself a little bit after the season he had with the Lakers and he literally put the team on his back in some moments you know kind of did was in that leadership role I feel like those roles suit him best yeah so I just I don't know they are gonna have to give somebody up I don't know if it's gonna be po- Kawhi I don't know if gonna, I was gonna call him Kawhi <laughs> I don't know if it's Kawhi if it'll be PG but they're gonna give something up as you mentioned as well, there are options out there for free agency, so moves yeah. can happen. But I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not feeling the Clippers. I'm tired of Over it. I feel it. like, yeah, prayers up for y'all. <laughs> On the flip side of the so Clippers, you. yeah. Where you are. <laughs> On the flip side of the Clippers, we have another team that is also in the rebuilding process already. The Suns, who just fired mm. Monty Williams who was literally brought the winningest season to Phoenix as well as being coach of the year and 
other accolades that he has took with him over the last four years, firing coaches and being very quick to put all the blame on them. This was just another instance where I thought, I mean, and it's happening all over the league. Like, it's not just the Suns, it's the Bucks. And these are teams that have historical turnarounds. And then once they, like, cannot equal it up with, like, whatever historical turnaround that they had, it's, like, chopping block. And I'm just like, does that fix Mm -hmm. anything? Or does it just give you the ability to blame somebody? And and then there's that lack of consistency because you have to bring in a whole nother coach. Like, I'm... I'm very frustrated because obviously signing KD was a very big thing for the Suns. They did that in February. And the turnaround from February to to May is like this much. And he was hurt when he initially got signed. So for you to think that Monty was about to be like, oh, yeah, like KD's going to come in and we're going to be great and everything's, you know. And he did take a lot of responsibility for any issues that the Suns had. He would always like, it's on me, it's on me, it's on me. And, and to a point, yes, it's on you, but it's also on the players. It's also on the coaching staff. It's it's also on recovery. It's, it's so mm-hmm. many other moving parts to these franchises. Like, they're not just teams. They're franchises. There's so many yeah. people that are involved in how they win and when they win. Um, so it's just so frustrating, but now they have other fired coaches, Nick nurse and doc rivers who have a potential to be hired to the Suns. And I'm just like, what is their, what is their expectation in doing this? I really don't know. It's just, I feel like they think just because they changed the coach is going to make a difference. Yes. It might make a difference to a degree, but not at, but like, I don't know. Like it just, like you mentioned, there's so many other factors that came in with the sun specifically that for Monty to take the blame, it didn't make sense. It kind of looked like they were just trying to put it on him and like scapegoat him. So they could just like, let me clean this up. We'll be ready to go for the fans or for the league or for, for whoever, honestly. Mm-hmm. So it just, I don't know. I, I didn't sit right with me. I don't like that. I feel like, you know, one, one L one losing season but i do but you know what it has they've been in the playoffs and they just haven't made it all the way so i can yeah. see why but i'm just like doc bringing in doc is gonna make a difference he's been like in the playoffs and doesn't hasn't gone the clippers the, for, like, the, the 76ers yes. like i don't i don't know what you think you're getting from doc but it's just not gonna be any different that's what i I don't know. Yeah. I feel like he's always there, just not fully there. Right. I feel like when it's a coach's, when they don't make plays that result in points, like, you know, in those crunch time moments, I feel like, yes, mm-hmm. that's when they take the blame. That's when it's really their fault. That's when you, you look at them and be like, you know what? They're not really good decision makers when it comes to crunch time plays. We don't want to keep them. But it's right. just like you threw in KD like last minute and just, and he worked with what he got. You know, it is what it is. I don't know. And then Chris with that. Chris Paul and Aiden were hurt during that elimination game. They got there was a blowout. People always mention like the blowouts with the Suns. And it's just like there's so much more that goes into those blowouts than just the the coach subbing in the right people. You know what I'm saying? That means people are not contributing all all across the board. It's not just because Monty decided to put in Aiden versus whoever like you know it's just like and and then obviously that whole beef with him and Aiden I feel like that has kind of lagged on the similar way how Draymond and the pool issue has lagged on it's just like at some point during the season you've got to let it go you just got to you know kick kick it and just be like you know we're just going to move on from here fresh start and it's crazy because Chris Paul technically is still part of the team right I feel like if you bring in Doc Rivers to kind of be the head coach I, I don't know. I feel like they already got some messiness stuff from their Los Angeles Clipper days. Mm-hmm. So I don't see if Doc comes in. I don't see Chris Paul staying. I feel like he's either going to request a trade, be traded, or I don't like, I don't know. I don't see that really retire. <laughs> retire. I don't see that happening. And I do like the Kevin Durant and Devin Booker dynamic they have going on. Obviously, their scores, they perform under pressure like i like that that's a great combo one absolutely two, I like it. but now you gotta build around that and it's chris paul 
the commander on the floor that you want, the person running point. I don't know if there's better options out there. That's not Chris Paul. Younger, less prone to injury. <laughs> you you know. said it because I didn't want to say it. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> that, and that's the thing, like, you know, I feel like there's better options out there, and this is going to be their – I feel like that's their goal this season. All right, you already fired the coach. So one of the goals is finding the right coach for the right players. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's Doc Rivers if Chris is Chris Paul's on the team. Um, but then that means that you have to find a better group of players to come off the bench and, again, help out Devin Booker, help out Kevin Durant because – Kind of like Golden State, they're the only ones making up making up all the points offensively. So, like, where is the help? What happens when they sit down? And Absolutely. Definitely needed if you're going to make a series run. I mean, it, Especially it, looking into the future if it's going to be the Nuggets. If you would have told me, like, you know, we can fire Aiden or we could trade. I'm sorry, we could trade Aiden or we could fire Monty. I would have just said trade Aiden away because one, he's prone to injury, and two, even in the games that he did play, he only averaged 13 points. Like, mm-hmm. and Booker and Durant, you can clearly see they're they're way more even as far as performance. Like Booker was averaging about 30-ish points, and Durant was averaging 29. That's what I expect from a duo. Like yeah. y'all should be matching energy. Same thing with the Warriors. If Steph is averaging 30, that means Clay should be averaging like 27, 26. Because that need. For like, some, one player to bring it all on himself, like especially with those teams. Exactly. And I, I don't think, like, I'm thinking very far ahead now, but just for next year, ha- having, if they don't get a coach right away during the summer, somebody they can implement and, and instantly create chemistry with, I don't see them going to the finals next year either. <laughs> just consistency is is the key and and that's what's super frustrating especially on the west coast right now is that all these teams have had history of like amazing players amazing coaches and they just don't stick with them long enough but on the flip side of that the warriors have stuck with their players for so long now they're exactly now they are like in this comfort zone so it's it's really finding that balance and and the risk reward factor of like how often you should change up your teams to to get to your ultimate goal and i feel like that's you said it perfectly that's the key once you find the balance you can win you know which players you should you be keeping which players are kind of better left we did it we're done the Clippers don't understand that clearly. Um, will the Suns understand it? We shall see in the <laughs> offseason. We shall see. We shall yeah. see. Um, yeah. And then that brings me to the last, the Lakers, who are, I think, a conundrum of all the issues we just talked about. Because <laughs> even though they were looking silence. <laughs> They were looking so good. A moment of silence for that sweep, because that was bad. <laughs> oh. I tried not to cry, but it was a little, I got a little emotional. I couldn't cry. even, I just, I couldn't even watch, like, the last two games, because I was just like, this is too heartbreaking. Like, this physically hurts. <laughs> and it was like, it was so bad, because I would get so excited, because they would make that little run in the third heading into the fourth and i'll be like oh my god no we actually got they a chance they figured it out they figured Jokic out they figured out the place no they would just <laughs> lose focus in the last two minutes of the game and just let it go and be like here you go nuggets here's your win your win it just it was it was a stressful time for me thank you thank you <laughs> Straight, stressful time for us just know we were not ourselves in those four games yes absolutely not <laughs> That's cr- which is crazy. But I mean we just talked about the Suns who also had to play Denver and and Denver is they the team to beat right now. They're really at their peak. Jokic is at his peak. Jamal Murray is at his peak. You know, they just Eric Gort like they all seem to be clicking right now. Yes. Um and it's very hard to beat when your team has not been able to make that chemistry click over the last season because granted 
I do give the Lakers their props. They came a very, 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 very long way this season. All the way from the play-in, like people forget that they had to actually get into the play-in to actually be a part of the playoffs. And for them to have that that endurance to make it to the conference finals, claps they to them. They do. They deserve the props. And then also, they made changes in that season's trade trade deadline that results that were positive that resulted in results so like they may and so like to go into the play-ins and with a new squad semi-new squad here and there um since february like to manage to get it together a new coach semi-consistent yes Mm -hmm. especially within the last four months before the playoffs like that's a huge win as well like um we i feel like this is a positive but like, I don't know. I'm just stuck in the middle with them. Like, it's a positive, but not really. But it is. But it is. Because yeah. they have came for a long wave, especially from the start of the season, where they were just not looking cute at Two all. and ten. Two not and cute. ten. <laughs> I'm going to say my friend says, not sexy. That was not sexy at no. all. <laughs> uh, so coming from that to the Western Conference Finals, it's huge. Getting swept, not so cute. Not so that. huge. <laughs> but I feel like there's still a lot of promise yeah. for the Lakers next season. And I feel like it's going to depend on how they move their cards, how they move their chips around. But it's already starting to get messy because LeBron's rumors. LeBron <laughs> is rumored to be retiring, possibly. I think that's a whole bunch of hoopla. <laughs> I feel like he just doesn't want us to talk about the fact that they got to it. Uh, yeah. He's tired. He's frustrated. It's been a very, very long season. Um, but they were 18 and 8 after the trade deadline. They did have their young core step like step up Reeves, Hachimura. Uh, these are players that came in immediately and were like, you know, we're going to try to make an impact. We're going to try to win it. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, D'Angelo Russell, obviously he struggled uh, during that phase with the Nuggets. Um, But outside of that, he was averaging over double digits. He was good at the three. He was, you know, he was really working well with, with, with the core. He lost his starting position during the Nuggets series. So it's just like a lot of things shifted against Denver, a a powerhouse that have developed their players for several years now, have been back and back and back and back again to this this point of the postseason. And you have the Lakers who have struggled really since 2020 when they won that championship, when they had a strong core together, um, and they were just not able to keep developing players. I really hope that this year is different for them and that they do not trade away like five, like their entire bench and then get a whole new entire, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and, and just really, I think they should commit. And Palenka did say they want to keep their young core together, you know, mm-hmm. despite all, you know, despite the ugliness at the end of the season, for the most part, they're doing very well. And to bring back up to the point LeBron, you know, uh, leading the postseason with like 29 points per game, AD with 22, Reeves with 16, Russell 13, Hachimura 12. That's what I want to see from your core. I do not want to see one player averaging 30 points and then the next player averaging like 12. (laughs) You know, I feel like they have that they have team members to lean on and they just need to continue that. That's they all. do, they do, and but it's gonna be a hard continue for just for example, Austin Reeves is coming in hot, you know, from being a G League nobody to yep. like a starter in the NBA playoffs. <clears throat> That's huge. Everybody, I feel like all the other teams have taken notice. The Lakers can probably just offer him some, but not as much as other teams can. It's true, and if you lose that. I don't know. I feel like Reeves is like another Alex Caruso kind of vibe. If you mm. lose that, you're just kind of losing something really big, something huge. And it's just like, uh, it takes like a knock at you. And then you have Rui also, who was, I feel, very consistent, who so showed up consistent. in the playoffs and like, re- like really contributed. And it's just like, 
other teams have taken notice. If they want to come pull him and offer him more, they could. So I feel like it's the potential is there to keep the core, to keep those players. And I like that Polinka has made it known like this is kind of the work, the group that we're going to work with and we're going to stick by it. Maybe we'll make some moves here and there. Little tiny moves, I hope. But I feel like it's there. The potential is there. I'm just the only person and only player I keep thinking about is Anthony Davis. Yeah. Because I'm just not really happy with his style of play throughout the playoffs. Like Not consistent. Consistency. Yes. Like, it's there. That has been an what's issue gonna for them. Happen, yes. What's going to happen if moving forward for the next season, it's the inconsistency is still there. Mm-hmm. Then you kind of have to rely on LeBron and the rest of them to kind of show up. And how how do you how do you expect them to show up against let's say Nikola Jokic? Like that's your job, AD. You were specifically there to show up against him. His defense also is very bad. Like I I noticed that in fair. the in the first two games that I actually like had the the strength to watch. Um, I noticed that their defense. Like, if you are going to defend a powerhouse player, like vice versa, LeBron, you cannot put all your energy in defending just that one player. Because then there are several other players on that team that are really good who are open. And they were constantly, like, collapsing. It was the most frustrating thing to see is that all five players are collapsing into the paint and you're leaving the entire perimeter of shooters open. Wow. AD should be able to match up against him. Like you don't need all three or four players in there. But that's the thing. He wasn't, so then you had to help and then you leave players open. The and weak like, side. And it was just like a do mess. You, do the Lakers want to do deal with that again? Yeah. This upcoming season. So for me, that's kind of where my little flag is with AD. I'm like, I'm not I don't relish because I feel like he's been good but that's also like past past ad's yep past, like you know i we're i feel like if we're talking about the clippers living in the past the lakers should stop living in the past as well ad was really good it's just he's inconsistent and i feel like that mm-hmm. inconsistency unless you have a really good backup but then there's I, no point in having ad if you have a yeah. really good backup so i don't i don't know i feel like that's that, a really big question for the lakers it is that distribution of, of power. And obviously, this is like something that we've hit over the head so much, but their lack of a point guard has always been an issue. Uh, they do not have somebody whose predominant yes. first thought is to space the floor. <laughs> Girl, talking about point guards, you saw who was sitting courtside, right? I wish they would just sign him already. <laughs> Girl, it might happen. It might happen. I really wish they, I Imagine. really believe that they know that they lost out when he went to Dallas and that mm-hmm. they signed some players intentionally to go into, you know, after the season is over to have a package to give to whoever has Kyrie. Because I honestly, in my gut, believe if LeBron and Kyrie partner up together, they're more mature, you know, they've squashed that beef. They they respect each other's energy. They want to win. Mm -hmm. Just make it it happen. I I feel like they're both grown already. Like, let's get past it. Let's get past the mess, you guys. If we can get past it, y'all can get past it too. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. But it's kind of... I don't know. It's just it's just very like mm, having it's like a dream. Russell yeah. not really performing as he should be in the last series. So it's just like, could it happen? It, maybe. I Palinka has pulled off some incredible moves in his he has. career with the Lakers. So I don't know. It could it could be up there, but that would kind of be a, a big game changer. Maybe he can actually work with Anthony Davis and feed him appropriately so that he can produce at least offensively. And LeBron can stay in his forward position and not be every single position on the floor. Like, please relax. (laughs) Then, like, next season, too, like, yeah, focus on defense. How about we do that? Let's focus on defense again. Let's bring back (laughs) defense. 
because Please. there was a lot of plays which is like uh who, whose guy was that like where, where are you yeah. at because there's where's the stops open. there's a little rambling especially in transition oh my god Ugh. bad the worst the worst but those are some key moves i think the lakers need to focus on with that being said though i feel like they have a solid base to go off of not not like the clippers so i don't really see them doing much but i feel like they could do enough to set them apart and be like oh my god yeah absolutely we're actually gonna have a good start to the 2023 season yeah and there's also rumors besides you know Kyrie, uh fred van vliet um oh. dejounte murray trey young these are these are point well, guards at the game too mm-hmm. yes these were names that kind of were thrown into the bundle of point guard decisions which is like it's great it, at least they're hearing it at least there's a voice there and it is is going to be very important going forward but Trey i in LA would be crazy i honestly think lebron can and will win at least one more championship before he retires so the lakers just have to decide how to make it happen because he he's that is he's old <laughs> but you know what so talking about that yes he's old but he's not like playing old if that makes sense like, I not feel at like all you, you would think like okay maybe his like stats will start to like hit, dip down a little bit but it's just like consistent it's still there for his age for the amount of years he's been in the league like mm-hmm. it's still there so his retirement like little uh speech or whatever little rumor i feel like it's not gonna really happen either Mm-mm. like i feel like he has these two years to to really kind of get the Lakers together and be like, this fifth ring for me is happening. So let's do, like, he needs to go in there with Palinka, as I'm sure he already does, and <laughs> just start making the moves and start getting ready for next season. Yeah. Because um, the product on the floor, it's not bad. It's not. It's bad. not. I feel like if LeBron really had a terrible season, it would make sense that he would be like, you know what? I'm not going to go embarrass myself for another se- a second season. Bye. Yeah, exactly. But that's not the case. So I feel like no. he's coming back. I feel like there's still a little bit left in the tank. I feel like until I don't see a decline, I'm not going to put it past yeah. him. And he but, does have to heal from this torn tendon, apparently, that, that he's that. been playing with this entire, like, half the season. The, his okay. LeBron James of foot doctors, I guess, you know, was just, who knows what he was doing to work? his foot. Because <laughs> he was still, like, you know, he had a 40-point game. Like, he was still, you know, playing 32 to 38 minutes, whatever. Like, you would have never injury. known. Exactly. So I feel like this next season, like it's still gonna be up for him. He's gonna yeah. be consistent. Um, yeah, it's just up to the Lakers, I think, front office, just to get the right people, the right players up in there for him. And Absolutely. If it means cutting some players out. So be it. But I'm okay who, with it. <laughs> who obviously this Heat Celtics series just will not end. <laughs> It will not end. I wish it would end because the Nuggets have such an advantage now because they've just been sitting around. Well, I'm sure they're practicing and whatever, but they're still chilling for the most part. Who do you think is going to win? I really, well, you know what? I was really like, oh my God, he, 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 duh, because they were up 3-0. But how they let two slide? Two. Two in a row. Two in a row. (laughs) If they don't win... They're gonna. I feel like the Celtics are gonna take Game Seven. Yeah. If they don't win, but it's just like, how embarrassing! First of all, how embarrassing! No. Yeah. How embarrassing! And then, I don't know. I'm trying to think which one is a better matchup for the Nuggets too. I feel. Mm-hmm. I, I think the Celtics. Yeah, I think the Celtics would be a better matchup for the for the Nuggets regardless. But it's just I. I'm like kind of. I'm shook. I can't believe it. I haven't really sat and watched a full game. Mm-hmm. But I did watch the first, like, few games, and Jimmy Jimmy Butler is is that guy. Himmy. He, he, he's him. <laughs> he is that guy. And I'm like, okay, boy, where are you? Where are you? Show up. Come come through. They, or at least somebody else. Come help. He, he's claiming that they're going to win game six, but they, they said they was going to do that before. They so I don't – they do. If they don't win game six, the Celtics have enough momentum to take it. Imagine? I do. I I do believe that. That that would be the first comeback from 3-0. 3-0 in NBA history. Crazy. (laughs) 
I thought the Lakers were gonna do it, but then I was like, never mind. <laughs> Girl, they had me too. I'm telling you, they give me so much hope every in the very quarter and I'm just like yes and then it's no and I'm like ugh <laughs> literally so range of emotions yeah no but I feel like it should be I don't feel like it should be I feel like it's gonna be Denver Celtics would be the better matchup between mm-hmm. them both since we already know Denver's in it but I mean I wouldn't mind seeing Jimmy Butler continue either or the Heat I don't know Yeah, it's just crazy that they're letting it get this far yeah, it, at it some is. point it goes into your mind. It goes, it gets into your mental, and it's just like, oh my god, are we really gonna let them win? Yeah, absolutely. If you keep like letting it go, yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah, but yeah, NBA playoffs is lit. It's fine. It's a fine. I, I think the Joker really wants his ring. Like he's giving me very much like Giannis vibes this year. Like it's like mm-hmm. I've been at this for quite a while, and it's my time now. So you're just whatever y'all do is up to y'all. But I'm gonna just you know be here. And um, like, look at that, like the. Foreigners have really kind of started to make a mark in the NBA, like from the European side or wherever they're coming from. Like, mm-hmm. can't see you guys. What's yeah. over there? What's in the water? What's in the water? <laughs> that we need to start drinking because like, I love it. Like, it's expanding the league. We get a little bit more different. Like, we get to see other people kind of flourish, other kind of players flourish. So I like it. Um, yeah, but I feel like Jokic is determined. And the Nuggets Definitely. as a whole, I feel like that's the first time they've been in the playoffs. It's the first. It's their and first the finals. finals. Yeah, finals. it's their first finals appearance, like, which is crazy. They gotta go hard to not let that. And Melo retired a Laker and obviously put the Nuggets on the map. So I think yep. that's very interesting oh, for that all yeah. this to be happening this year. That's yeah, a really great career too for Melo. Yeah, good for so. him. Good for him. But yeah, we we covered our our teams. They have Cheers a lot to the to NBA. Do. They have a lot to do in the offseason. Yeah. But very quickly, we're going to touch on the the W started their season over the weekend. Brittany Grinder is back. Our West Coast teams are in it. It's so cool to see. It's the first 40-game season, so a very long season for all our teams. Obviously, on the West Coast, we have our Aces. We have the Mercury. We have Seattle. Um the Aces started off with a little bit of drama. Ham and Becky Hammond got suspended, and they lost some draft picks because there was some issue with the trade they did with Erica Hamby. Uh, but they're currently 2-0. and They won against Seattle. And, oh, obviously the Sparks. Oh, my God. So sorry. I forgot about the Sparks. <laughs> no problem. Um, the Sparks. And then uh, Brittany Griner returned. She's <laughs> – I mean, obviously, they only played, like, three games, but she's, like, 70% from field goal range and, like, almost averaging a double-double and, like, 20 points per game. She she is, like, when she says she's back, like, she's back, back, back. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's only – and this is just the start of the season. So there's still way more to go. Like, she's going to get more comfortable on the floor, and then we're just going to start to see her flourish. That's right. Sparks are back. Sparks are back with a different look. I love it. It – it's giving me potential. It's giving me hopes. It's giving me vibes. New coach, yeah. new players. We still have NECA. Like, it's it's nice for the Sparks. It's looking good. Seattle, I feel like, is struggling a little bit without Sue Bird and without Brianna Stewart. Yeah. But they'll find a way. They still have Joel Lloyd. And then we have the reigning champs, the Aces. Tonight is their ring night, so it's going to be a huge game for them. They're going to be playing against the Sparks. It's gonna, they're going to get their rings. It's going to be kind of the... That moment where they just see all their hard work come to fruition, and especially in a big shiny ring. Yes, Candace on the team. Candace is back. Is not back, but Candace is back on the West Coast. So she's yeah. a superstar aces. She's, they're pairing her up with Asia Wilson. Back with Chelsea Gray. Jackie Young has started off the season like so hot, so good. Like she, she's really quiet. But she's like, y'all gonna hear me on the court. And she's like, we see you. We hear you. Jackie Young is here. So I feel like it's a great season for our West Coast teams. Aces are looking to repeat. Yeah. I would say yes. Could happen. Uh, Mercury are trying to get back to what they were. They're like, let's run it again with Diane Taurasi and Brittany Griner this time. So I I could see it. I could see the competition and honestly, it's been a really good game for y'all in New York, too. You guys have Bianca Stewart. Yes. John Quell, Sabrina. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It's, it's 
it's giving a lot of competition. I like it. <laughs> yeah, the the W is expanding. You know, things are changing. They're becoming way, way more competitive, which we love to see. We don't want to see the blowouts. We don't want to see like you know the two and twenty teams. We want everybody to have equal stand equal standing and foundation so that we could see the league grow and and become even better than it already is because right now we're at such a great stage and you know i'm super excited to see not only just our west coast teams but teams across the board you know hoping for expansion let's get some more teams like on our on our rosters like let's you know open up the door for more players uh etc so yeah it's just the beginning Make sure y'all tune in. <laughs> I think it's gonna be a great season. Y'all have to watch. I, I always, I feel like I always say this each season, but like each season, it really does get better. So like, it does. if you have, if you didn't watch that season, that's okay. Watch this one because it's really, really gonna be good. I can like, I can feel it. I can sense it. But, yeah, and yeah, there are more exciting. games on national TV. Ion yeah. has their contract. Um, so it's like, you know, much easier to just watch them and, and support them. And It's very accessible to watch W games. Very. Yes. So Absolutely. if you're not watching, it's just because you don't want to. But you should. Don't be a hater. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I think we uh, we talked it all. <laughs> we will have to come back when the season starts. Actually, before the season starts, we need to do like training camp, summer yes. league, a podcast, because... It's going to be good. We are excited to see what our West Coast teams have to offer. Yep. <laughs> Hopefully they listen to us in the offseason. Right. Talk about all the positive moves and how they are the main contenders coming up. So we're going to be looking forward to that. But I feel like we're going to take a little break. A little bit. A little, a little break. from. We have lives outside of our podcast, guys. So just be patient with be us. Yes, absolutely. We, we will be back. back so much to talk about yeah but i think it was a great season our teams did well they did let's hope they do better (laughs) a bucket of potential please we want to keep the podcast going until the finals thank you thank you you need a parade podcast please thank you right one of them one of these seriously well we'll let you guys go thank you so much for listening throughout the season thank you so much for being part of the podcast for supporting our podcast, for listening to two girls talk about sports and just kind of vibing with us in the West Coast teams. We appreciate you. And then we'll see you on our next season, our next podcast. Thank you so much. I'm Leslie Torres and I'm with Bronna Marks. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye. Bye.